0: The following program is sponsored by the Allworth Law Firm.
1: Lamentations 521 tells us, Turn us back to you, O Lord, and we will be restored. Almost everyone is dealing with recovery of some sort. It could be from addiction, pain, divorce, sin, separation, depression, job loss, or being stuck in the cycle of shame, guilt, and destructive behavior. Recovery through a relationship with Jesus Christ is the foundation of healing and growing anew. Listen as Pastor Alworth shares how the healing power of a personal relationship with Christ has turned his life around, will help you and your loved ones recover and be restored in his name. God wants you to walk out of the darkness and into his marvelous light. Keep listening. Recovery Through Christ with Pastor John Alworth starts now.
2: Good afternoon, Southeast Texas. It's so good to be with you here live on a Wednesday afternoon. It's January, what is today, January the 10th, January 11th, January 10th. January 10th. Sometimes we play reruns, so I wanted to make clear that today we are live and here because I can't be here every Wednesday, but I uh, make most Wednesdays, and I'm glad to be here with you today. It is a blessing. Let's go to the Father in prayer. Father God, we come to you today. Uh, such a, You are such a good and magnificent God. You are so wonderful. Everything good in my life I know is, came from you, and I'm so grateful for that. I know there are people out there right now that are hurting. And uh Father, I ask that you touch them in a way that uh only you can, and that you indeed call them out of the darkness and into your marvelous light. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. You know, um I get chills every time I hear that expression when Marcia says that. That scripture out of the darkness into his marvelous light. Because indeed that's what God has done for me. I lived much of my life in, in darkness and Jesus is is light and his His ways are light. In 2 Corinthians chapter 12, Paul talks about a thorn in the flesh. He calls it a messenger from Satan. And uh, there's somebody out there, I feel it in my spirit right now, that is dealing with a thorn in their flesh, and they just do not know what the answer is. They don't know how to get freedom. They don't know how to get out of bondage. And I know there are many people listening to my voice right now that have relatives, friends, and loved ones that are in that darkness right now, that are in the bondage of addiction. And, and uh, you know, it's this show is, of course, centered on addiction to drugs and alcohol, but there's addiction to all kinds of things. There's addiction to gambling. There's addiction to sex addiction. There's addiction to pornography. There's addiction to such things as shopping. There's there's all kinds of uh, addictions, and then there's all kinds of bondage. There's bondage in 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 anger and in pride, and and the enemy gets us trapped in shame and guilt because we've all fallen short of the glory of God. We've all made mistakes, and he wants to keep us down there. There's there's bondage in secrets that we keep that that we don't get out into the open, and the enemy loves that when he's got a secret, he can really work on you, and he works on us where we're where we're where we're weak. But there is an answer, you know, uh, as I've said often on this program and in, in preaching in my ministry, I've said, uh, there's been a, a pandemic regarding addiction for millennium, not just, you know, nothing, uh, I don't mean to take away the seriousness of COVID, but, but literally millennium and it's killing people. 110,000 people last year died from fentanyl overdose alone and, um, uh, Not to mention alcohol-related deaths, smoking-related deaths, uh, other drugs—cocaine, methamphetamine, uh, Uh, oxycontin—we don't even hardly talk about that anymore. That was killing people in droves. But fentanyl killed 110,000 people last year. And you know, we have people going into rehab, and we have 80% relapse rates, and and people just aren't uh, aren't recovering. And the enemy is keeping them down. But there is a vaccine, and His name is Jesus Christ. So Paul said in 2 Corinthians chapter 12, he said, as I said, a thorn in the flesh was given to him, a messenger of Satan. You know, we do have an enemy, and he wants to kill us. And, and if you look around the world right now, and you turn on the news at any point in time, there is chaos everywhere. There's division everywhere. Uh, there's uh, many people believe that we're approaching the final days, that we're seeing the book of Revelation live out before our eyes. I know this, uh, no man knows the time or hour, but Jesus is going to come back. And I do know this, that that the world seems more fragmented, more dangerous, more hostile, more chaotic than any time that I can remember in my 64 years of living. So Paul said um, that he asked the Lord three times. He pleaded with the Lord three times that this, this thorn might depart from him. And the Lord answered, my grace is sufficient for you for my strength is made perfect in weakness. My grace is sufficient for you, for my strength is made perfect in weakness. And this is where people miss the boat. I'm all for secular rehab. I'm all for the 12 steps. I'm all for all these things. But if they don't involve God, then I just question whether or not anybody can have the true recovery from whatever it is, pride, anger, whatever you're dealing with, certainly addiction, addiction, the true recovery and restoration that God wants for you, without a spiritual awakening, and a relationship with Him. In Acts, chapter two, verse thirty-eight, Peter says, "Repent and be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ, for the remission or the forgiveness of your sins, and you will receive the gift of the Holy Spirit." The promises for you and your children. And for all who are far off, for all whom the Lord our God will call. I am on this radio program, and I come here every week, and and I pay for this mic. I'm not Howard Stern. Nobody pays me to come come up here. I pay for this mic because God has been so good to me, and I want to shout from a mountaintop uh, this radio program and the podcast that it's on. By the way, this is on a podcast. Um, I think it's still under Recovery, Houston, Recovery. Uh, what was our original name? We're called Recovery uh, Through Christ right now, um, Recovery Radio Houston. Thank you, Corey. <laughs> recovery Radio Houston, um, and you can go back and listen to any lesson, and we're going to go through some of the things we've been through before today, but I just wanted to highlight things, something that that gift to the Holy Spirit is what changed in my life. Because I did manage on my own before I came to Christ. I did manage on my own to quit um, temporarily. But it's the power of the Holy Spirit that enables us on a day-by-day basis to stand up to the enemy, to stand up to the world, to tell him to get behind me, Satan, to, to be fully restored in Jesus' name. The promise is for you and your children and for all who are far off, all whom the Lord will call. And the Lord God wants no man to 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 suffer. He wants everyone to be to repent and be called into his marvelous light. I believe that with all my heart. But as we say in recovery, without God I can't, and without me God won't. It was only through my experience in faith-based rehab, my experience of being baptized, receiving the gift of the Holy Spirit, my experience in beginning to walk for the Lord that I was able to walk away from from alcohol and drugs. And I am so grateful for that. I am so grateful for that. So we see in Matthew, and, and I'm going to go to the Open Door Mission, as many of you know, if you've listened to the program before, right after this, and I'm going to preach to those guys, and I'm going to encourage them. These are men that are addicted and homeless. Uh, one or the other, so often both, they go together. Um, and uh, it's a, uh, 16 week program and the truth is many of the men stay longer than that and and they're welcome to stay longer than that where they where they receive education they someone don't know how to read they learn to read they they learn how to use a computer put together a resume get their GED if they don't have their GED they get counseling they look at trauma the trauma they've suffered in the past a childhood trauma that often leads to a course of addiction and uh, the most important part of the program in my view is the spiritual aspect and we say it's anywhere from uh, uh, basically a third of the program, and that's what we do. We take our Break Every Chain ministry in there, and we try to disciple them. Um, we're called, therefore, go and make disciples of all nations, teaching teaching them to, to obey the commandments that I have given you and be baptized in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. So if we look at, and I'm going to encourage them to be baptized as, as I go in there today, And to be a true baptism, not just not just going through the motions, not just uh, because it seems like a cool thing to do, but truly repenting and truly giving your heart to Jesus Christ will change everything. And if we look even at Jesus, if we look at Matthew chapter three. When he had been baptized, verse 16, when he had been baptized, Jesus came up immediately from the water, and behold, the heavens were opened to him, and he saw the Spirit of God descending like a dove and alighting upon him. And suddenly a voice came from heaven saying, This is my beloved Son, in whom I am well pleased. You know, it just is intellectually curious to me that Jesus waited 30 years to to start his ministry. Of course, that was the Jewish tradition that you to, needed to study and be 30 years old to be a rabbi and and, and he comported with it but I, he's Jesus seems to me like he could have got an exemption from that but you know uh, he came to fulfill the law he came to honor the law and so he waited his 30 years but it also seems to me that we don't have any record of him performing any miracles until this time that he was baptized and the spirit of God descended upon him like a dove. And he lived throughout. The, then he exercised that spirit of God. After that, going around the, the countryside, healing people and delivering people and s- driving out demons and and healing them from whatever they they afflicted them, including I'm sure we don't have specific reference to it. I don't think, but including I'm sure healing them from addictions. And it is that power that he exercised that is available if we truly believe to all of us. It's promised. The 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 gift of the, of the Holy Spirit is promised to all of us. And I think it is that gift, that power that truly enables someone to be an overcomer, an overcomer by the blood of the land and the word of their testimony. And it is that power that people need to operate in to accept that incredible gift. I'm not talking about salvation. I'm talking about the power of, to overcome addiction, to overcome bondage, to overcome strongholds, because they're everywhere in this world. Everywhere the, we look in this world, we turn on the news. <laughs> I don't care if you're left or you're right. If you turn on the opposite station, you're going to get upset. Um, you're everywhere. You go on Facebook. Uh, people are making all kinds of, you know, I mean, I think it's proven. There's. I don't go on much, but I, I think it's proven that there are Foreign, I think they call them bots uh, that are posting messages that are untrue, that are trying to get people excited and mad at each other. I mean, uh, there is chaos in this world. Um, the moral fabric of our society is is decaying as fast as as we can uh, uh, go out into the world. Everything is is is. Uh, the Bible tells us that good will become evil and evil will become good and. and it is a very confusing, difficult time to, to live in. And everywhere we look, the the lifestyle pr- is promoted as parties and and drinking and, and all these things that lead to addiction. So those of us, and, and I think, you know, we make personal choices, but I think there's no question that there's a genetic component to it. I mean, for many people, there's nothing wrong with having an occasional drink, a glass of wine. You know, they may have. Two glasses a month—it's it's no big deal, you know. Um, they they enjoy it occasionally, or, or maybe two glasses even a week, you know. But the, but they don't they don't need it. They may turn away from it. There's something like a sober January, I think that they 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 don't become obsessive with it. It's 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 not a big deal. But for others of us, it's not okay, as we say in recovery. One's too many, and a thousand's not enough. Uh, because we have this genetic, component, we have this thorn that Paul talked about, a thorn in our flesh, a messenger from Satan that we have to resist. And the Bible tells us very clearly where the power comes from to resist that. In our weakness, it's his strength that we must rely upon in order to be free and Again, I tried on my own, and I was successful for certain periods of time, but without tapping into that, my grace is sufficient for you, for my strength is made perfect in weakness. And what's so glorious about that is is that when we have success, we know who's to credit. It's not us individually. We're weak in our flesh. We have that thorn. It is the Lord God Almighty. It is Holy Spirit that enables us day by day each day to be sober, to get up and to live a productive life. And that's why I'm on this radio station is because I want my brothers and sisters out there to know that that is, that is open to them. That option is open to them. They can invoke that. but that's not just for me. It's not just for any individual. It's available to everyone who calls upon the name of the Lord, who repents is baptized in sincerity and accepts Jesus Christ into their heart as their Lord and Savior, makes Him the Lord and Savior of their their life, and accepts that gift of the Holy Spirit. So that is the recipe for success. But it doesn't just start and stop there. Um, What we're talking about is becoming a disciple of of Jesus Christ. What we're talking about is is, you know, Christianity was not called Christianity in the beginning. It was called the way. Uh, if we look in the book of Acts, we see it referred to as the way. In fact, there's a little-known book called The Teaching of the, Depo- of the Apostles, the Didache, that was probably predates the, any of the Gospels that talks about the way to live people. And it is basically tracks as many of the things that Jesus said in the Sermon on the Mount, about loving one another and helping one another and and being there and lifting each other up and that's that's what I love about the about the recovery community that the faith based recovery community is that that 's what it 's all about it's 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 very similar, if not identical, to our walk with christ and so many people that uh, are christians and and that believe in faith based recovery reject, for example, the 12 steps. And honestly, I think that's a mistake. I, I know people, I know one individual extraordinarily well that came to Christ because of those 12 steps. And so that's why I say, you know, at the Open Door Mission, our philosophy is we, we'll use any tool in the toolbox that that helps somebody get their mind right, gets, gets sober for a while, get straightened, and then... You can find Jesus Christ in those twelve steps. It's kind of where I wanted to go when I started this program today, and I don't have time, so let me hit some highlights because we go back and maybe next week i'll I'll go in some more detail about the twelve steps. but people are put off by the by the fact that um, it refers to a higher power as opposed to Jesus Christ or God. They're put off by the part. That says the God of my understanding. and I, I, I get that it's not the God of our understanding that's that's a mistake. We don't just get to make up God in our own minds. We've got a Bible, an Old Testament and a New Testament that tells us who who God is and uh, he's given us this book, what I like to call a uh, for an o- a life with an open book test. He's given us this autobiography. Written over two thousand years by over forty different authors, it fits together like a glove. He's given this to us to help us not only to understand who He is, but also to how to live our lives. So it's not the God of our understanding. But if the twelve steps bring somebody to be more curious about God, then I, th- I think it's a it's a positive thing. And whether people know this or not if you read the big book of Alcoholics Anonymous which started the whole 12-step program God is all through it the the original people that came up with the 12-step program were Christians it started with a, a group of Christians I've the name escapes me right now but I've talked about it before um, that 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 started this and, and the guys that wrote the most of the tr- big book are, were Christians and uh, now they wanted to open it up, and, and that's a good thing. I mean, we, particularly in these end times, we need to bring let people know that the kingdom of God is open to everyone. But I will say this. We have rewritten the 12 steps in our ministry, in our Break Every Chain ministry, and we borrowed a lot of what we did, just to give credit where credit is due, uh, from Cool Ministries, Christ Over Our Lives Ministries, and my, my friend and brother, Dr. Boyd Harrell, um, and we've tweaked it a little bit, and I've got two papers in front of me. One is... Uh, Christ-based 12 steps, and the other is the scriptural basis for the 12 steps. You see, the reason that these 12 steps work and the reason that they have power is 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 primarily because these principles that are expressed in them are biblically based. And I think when, when people understand that and can tap into that, and not every 12-step group is going to be open to this, but when they can tap into that, either on their own or, or with people of like-mind minded uh thoughts about it then the 12 steps really begins to take back it's, it's a way to live life remember what i talked about a little while ago about the way because that's you know jesus came of course to die for our sins we'd be lost without him we'd all be gone to hell we've all fallen short of the glory of god uh he came to die for our sins he took all the sins of the world upon him and the cross uh amazing and he came to be resurrected on the third day to 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 give us the promise of eternal life, but he also came to show us how to live, and much of his teaching is about how to live our, this life. It's about it's, uh, how to live eternal life. It's about how to get to heaven. And he says, "I am the way, the truth, and the life. The only way to the Father is through me." He says, uh, "Ye shall know the truth, and the truth shall set you free." Speaking of being free and out of and bondage, I mean, he 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 told us these things, and he said. I, you know, I, my father's house has many rooms, and I go to prepare them for you. So clearly, it was about eternal life, but it was also about how to live. And you know, I often encourage people to go back and read uh, Matthew chapters five, six, and seven. His incomparable sermon on the mount, where he talks about how how we should live life and what should be important to us. In any event, these twelve steps are biblically based. So, for example. We've rewritten it, you know, the powerlessness is the first step. And we say we admit that without Christ as our Lord and Savior, we were powerless over our addictive or codependent behavior, and our life has become unmanageable. That's true for me, absolutely. We came to believe, step two, that through Jesus Christ and the power of the Holy Spirit can and will deliver us from the bondage of addiction and every plan, power, and work of the enemy. That's what Jesus said, my grace is sufficient for you. I'm, uh, uh, in your weakness, my my strength is, is what you need. Step three, we made a decision to invite Jesus Christ into our lives and crown him the Lord of all with no reservations. We accept God's forgiveness in the person of Jesus Christ and become born again. Now we're talking about some power. Now we're talking about the road to freedom. We made a searching and fearless moral inventory of ourselves and asked the Lord to show us what needs to be confessed, repented of, and forsaken in Jesus' name. And I'll give you an example right here, James 5.16. Confess your sins to one another so that you may be healed. The the pr- fervent prayer of a righteous man is powerful indeed. Okay, so here we are, confessing and repenting and praying. Or Lamentations 3.40, taking the Old Testament. Let us examine our ways and test them and let us return to the Lord. These steps have power. It's a way to live life. We admit to God, to ourselves, and to another Christian believer the exact nature of our wrongs. If you got a secret, let it out. That's what holds you in bondage. Step six, we commit ourselves to obedience to God, and when the Holy Spirit reveals an area of our lives that needs to be changed, we quickly obey and surrender that area to Jesus Christ. Jesus asked the paralyzed man in John 5, 6, do you want to be healed? And I ask you that right now, or any of your loved ones. Do you want to be healed? There's a way of healing, and his name is Jesus Christ. Step seven, we humbly and boldly ask the Holy Spirit to deliver us from any and all strongholds and defects of characters and renew our minds through the truth of God's word. Romans twelve, one and 2, or 12, 2, do not conform to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. I hope you can see the pattern here that these are biblical principles. So they may have watered them down. I guess they had their reasons to try to bring more people in, but when you look at it, They're godly, biblical principles. Step eight, we made a list of people we have harmed and who have harmed us and became willing to make amends to all of them, including ourselves. If you you haven't read uh, what Jesus says about forgiveness, Peter asked him, shall I forgive my brother seven times? No, seven times 70. Forgiveness. Step ten, we continue to take the light of the word we hear and shine it into the darkest areas of our own lives, looking for places we can come up higher. Step 11, we actively pursue the wisdom of God, which is the will of God, applying it accurately to our lives and solving problems, developing intimacy with Jesus Christ through prayer and obedience to keep his word. These are the same steps. Just, we've just tweaked them to give them the real power that they need. Step 12, having had a spiritual awakening as Christ broke the chains of of our bondage and having become a disciple of Jesus Christ, we carry the message of great news, hope, and love to others who are bound with the chains of addiction. We continue to grow with Christ at the center of our lives and all of our relationships. That's power. We love you here at Recovery Through Christ. But more importantly, God loves you more than you can possibly imagine. Good night and amen.
1: You've been listening to Recovery Through Christ. Listen again next Wednesday at 530. If you missed any of this show, you can catch the podcast at kkht.com.